topic that is dear to my soul. And I've been thinking for the past few days about this church. And uh, the word that came to me that I would like to share with you this morning is coming from Esther chapter 5 and uh, which Sister Betsy just read for you. And it says in chapter 4, not to read the entire chapter, and, uh, but toward the end of uh, verse 9, specific, specifically verse 11, it says, All the king's official and the people of the royal provinces know that for any men or women who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has uh, but one law that he be put to death. The king has one law. He be put to death. The only exception to this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. And then, listen to this. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. That is Esther speaking. I have not been to see the king for 30 days. And Esther's words were reported to Mordecai. But Mordecai did not. He sent back his answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Who knows that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. I was thinking about why, the big why in my life and your life and so many lives. Why am I here? Why in the world 
am I here for? This is, this is, this is something dear to my soul because as you know, uh, for, for, for the past three years, I have been fighting because I had an EVM because I had an aneurysm. And these two things, they were very close to my stem. And, uh, and with it, when the doctor saw me on, 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 uh, on uh, uh, March, March 16 night, toward 17 day, and, and I was told that uh, you have blood in your brain. And, and, and a news that shattered my entire life as to what's next. And, uh, and you know that I was told that uh, uh, it could be fatal. And I remember one day I was with the doctor and, and, and the doctors, there was a group of doctors who came to see me in the room and, and they delivered the, the news to me in such a way that I was overwhelmed. Couldn't, couldn't take it anymore and I had a, I had a panic attack. They had to call the doctors immediately to come and sit down and talk to me. You also know from what happened here in this church that people came because they heard the news that and, and, and I passed. And they came to speak to my wife. And the unfortunate now, the fortunate thing is that my wife, my wife was the one speaking and saying that I'm doing better that day. So don't understand that all these events in my life and the news that I may not survive and the and the procedure, which I called surgery, and the doctor went four times inside of my brain. You know what happened at the end to God's glory. And I couldn't speak. I couldn't walk. My balance was off. My vision was double. And 
And to be able to stand before you this morning, the question that I have is why in the world am I here for? I have heard politicians using this verse for the purpose of being elected or re-elected. I have heard of the people using it, rightfully so or not. But it, it is haunting me this morning as to why in the world I am here. So uh, for the next few minutes, I would like to talk to you about, about, about Esther. Because Esther, the word came to Esther. From Mordecai. And asking Esther to, to risk it. And, and Esther did not feel. It was, it was okay to risk. And, and, and Mordecai sent back word over and over and Athak was there to do the back and forth between Esther and Mordecai. I'm seeing a picture this morning of a man sitting right in front of the palace. Clothed with, uh, with sackcloth. And, and, and he's in tears. And he's crying. Because uh, the fate of the Jews was decided. They were going to be killed. And he himself, he knew that his days were soon to be over. And he went, he sent the message back to Esther and asking Esther to risk it. And Esther said to to go back and to say to Mordecai, there is such a, a rule that no man and no woman can approach the king in the inner court without being summoned by the king. No one can get in without being called by the king. If, if anybody was ever to try to do that, that person will be put to death. This is the fate. And no exception. Anybody and everybody. Except that if the king was to extend his scepter. 
and spare the life of that individual. But Mordecai did not. Didn't come down. He sent Esther back. Oh, I'm looking at now. He sent the message back to Esther. And I'm looking at Esther sitting in the king palace. And I'm looking at servants all around Esther. And to Esther, the message was delivered. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. Don't even think twice that you're going to be safe. You're going to be saved. Because if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And here is the verse for me. And who knows? And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Three things caught my attention this morning. As I'm thinking about the, the text and the message. Do you know that uh, if you are listening to me this morning, you were created for a purpose? You are created for a purpose. When God made you, he made you with a purpose in mind. And I'm looking at Moses, that, 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 that little baby, and he was, he was born under some very strict rule. All baby boys born must be killed if they are born from a Jewish mother. No exception. Sorry. Thank you. No exception. If you were born from a Jewish mother and you are a baby boy, you must be killed. And the family, they hide the baby because he was beautiful. What am I going to do? And they've decided uh, to hide the baby until the mother said, no, it's too much. I can't take it anymore. And the baby was placed in a basket and put on the top of the water. Until the king's daughter was passing by, saw the baby, and decided to take the baby boy. 
for her own. You would say that that's just fate. And I would say to you, no, it's more than just fate. It is the purpose that Moses was born for. And it is, it is beginning to unfold itself. The baby boy would grow up in the palace. Until one day, that same baby boy will become the leader of the Jewish community. That same baby boy will be the one to go before the king over and over and to advocate for the Jews. That same baby boy will be the one to take the leadership and to lead the people of God into freedom. Do you, do, do you understand that your life has a purpose? As a matter of fact, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 10, near the, the burning bush, Moses will see something strange. Why is it that the, the bush is burning? I can see the fire, but the bush itself, it's not burning, I should say. Why is it that there is fire all around? And I need to get closer to see what's happening until the voice says, no, stop it. I have heard the people of Israel. I have heard the cry and the lamentation. And I'm sending you, go. That's the word in verse, in verse 10. All the way to verse 14 in chapter 3. Let, let me remind you this morning that your life, your very existence has a purpose. You are created by God for a purpose. When God made you, he made you for that purpose. Jesus came and he was born for a purpose. I, I, I love to, to read it and, I, and I'll, I'll go over it for you. Because two people in this chapter uh, 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 captured my attention. The, the, the first one, the first one is, 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 is Jesus. Obviously, it is Jesus. I'm in Luke chapter 1, verse, verse 67. And I'm looking at the word, uh, 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 the, 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 uh, Zachariah's prophecy. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. Oh, 
He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. He has done that. And salvation from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us. To show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham. This is about Jesus. It, it is, it is, it is, it is Zachariah in saying that Jesus came to bring salvation to all of us. What was the purpose? He came so we can have life and have it abundantly. John chapter 10, verse, verse 10. So Jesus came, and why? He came for a purpose. We talked about our own salvation, the individual salvation. But we also talked about salvation for the oppressed, the rejected, the homeless, those who don't have a place to stay or something to eat, or the rejected one. He came also to save the very land that we are living. The Bible speaks of, of, of creation. Creation is suffering. Like a woman in labor. Waiting to be redeemed. To be restored. So I am looking at this. What Jesus has come. And he came with a purpose. But do you know the next verse will speak not about Jesus. But it's going to talk about John the Baptist. Don't you like that? And verse 76. Not 74. Verse 76. And you, my child. So. Now he's talking about John the Baptist. You, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way to him. What's the purpose? Why he came? John the Baptist came to prepare the way for the Lord. I like that. I like knowing that God has a purpose for you. I like to know that God has a purpose for me. And I need to get myself involved into God's purpose. The Lord said to uh, 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 Mordecai said to Esther, don't even think for a while. You are going to be spared 
But you and your father's house, you will die. And God, oh, may need to find another way to bring salvation to the Jews. And I'm looking at, oh, we have God's purpose. We being included in his purpose. The answer is, I need to answer the call. I need to be faithful. I need to say yes, Lord. So which sent me to Isaiah chapter 6, brothers and sisters. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Lord, here I am. So not only your existence, but let me tell you, let me tell you, the very position that you are in is for the glory of God. Your existence, you are here for that purpose, for his glory. Why are you here on earth? You were created for a purpose. Second, you are in this very position for a purpose. God made you. And he made you for a purpose, brothers and sisters. Hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at Esther's position. Oh, this woman was selected. First of all, it was odd. It was so different for a Jew, a woman Jew, to go through the whole process. Of being selected by the king at the end to be his wife. Do you know that Esther was exposed to a lot of things? I won't speak of the details this morning, but understand that. To be chosen. Her beauty was to be reframed, refurbished, realigned according to the king's expectation. Do you know that she was being assisted, assisted by others and uh, all that the a Jewish woman would not have done. And uh, part of the call was for Esther to be exposed to certain things. And until the very end, God would make a way where there seemed to be no way. And that woman was selected. Oh my God. Being chosen. What about Esther being exposed to the king? There's so much to endure. 
But I need you to understand that the very position that she was put in was for the glory of God. He was Esther sitting in the king's palace. And now the only one who can go, who can make an attempt to go to the king uh, is Esther. And the message come, came down. Mordecai said to Esther, you better go. You better do what you need to do. Don't even think for a while you are sitting here just to enjoy life and be yourself. Because if you don't do it, God is going to have to find another way to do it. And I love what Esther made, did after that. She made the decision. Go back and tell Mordecai for me to call on a fast for people not to eat or drink to be praying for me and I am going to go are you willing to pay the price the position that you are in it's not for your undoing, it is for the glory of God. God put you there for his sake, for his glory. Would you be willing to say yes? I'll say yes, oh yes. To your will and to your ways, I'll say yes, Lord. Esther said yes, I will go. And the word that will come after that is even stronger. If I perish, I perish. This is the price of true, real commitment to God. This is being consecrated to God. This is being given to God. This is holiness in a nutshell. Here I am, Lord. Do as you please. Isn't that the same message that we hear from a young woman? Mary answered the call. Mary was, she had an encounter with an angel at home. Mary. That young woman heard the message. You are going to be pregnant. Huh? What did you say? Yes, you are going to be pregnant. And the baby that's going to be born from you will be the most high. The Lord has chosen you to be the mother. Let me say it this way. Of the Messiah. The one sent by God. The answer came. Oh. I am. Listen to it. God's servant. May it be done. Let it be. As you have said.
whatever it is, if I perish, I perish. So the position that you are in is not for your own comfort. Are you a pastor? And I'm talking to myself. Are you a Sunday school teacher? Are you leading the youth department? Are you in charge of the men's department? What else are you doing in the church? Or let's say outside of the church. Sometimes we think it's only in the church. Sometimes it goes beyond that. It is in your position. You need to know that God has a call on you. Why are you here for? Are you a doctor this morning? A lawyer? A musician? A teacher? A nurse? Are you in the hospital, in the nursing home, working this morning? And you also discourage, so affected. And I need you to rise up and understand that the Lord has a call on you. You are here for a purpose. Your position is not for you to enjoy. But it is for God to use you. The, the third one that I would like to touch for you before I end is not about your position, not about uh, you being created, but also there's another one. It's, it's the ministry you are called to do something for God. There's a purpose behind you being called. I am looking at uh, Acts chapter 13, and, and, and I'm enjoying that that section where Paul, the church didn't, the church didn't trust Paul at all. If you know, if you know the truth, the church was really very skeptical about about a uh, 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 Paul conversion. They didn't think that, uh, that he was authentic. He was honest, and it was true that this man who came all the way from Jerusalem to persecute the saints in Damascus all the way. And while he was, he was hit by God and, and fell on the floor and, 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 and he's, he's, he was blind for a few days and, and, and couldn't, couldn't see. Uh, that he claimed that he heard a voice talking to him and telling him that uh, that I have uh, chosen you and and all this thing. 
uh, until, until, let me go to chapter 13 now. We with this. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, a big name, called Simeon, called uh, Barnabas, Simeon called uh, Niger or Niger, Lucius and Cyrene and Manahan and, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Why, why, why am I on earth? Why am I still in the world? Why I am not dead? And he said about Paul, he said, set aside for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. You see, you are called to a ministry. You are called to do the work of the living God. You have been selected. God wants you. I have heard about a preacher and, and he was a physician. I don't know if he's still alive. I don't remember the name. I read it some years ago. But that man was about to become a physician. When God called him to go to Africa. And he didn't want to. He resisted the call. He became a physician and said to God, I will take care of the Christian. And for free, I will do for them whatever I can do. Which he did. But at the very end, God continued and he persisted with his call until that man said, Yes, Lord, I will go. And I'm looking at the life that he lived to understand God has a call on you. And he intends to fulfill it. And nothing can happen to you until that call is fulfilled. Would you be willing to submit yourself and be obedient whether it is your own existence, whether it is the position that you're in, or whether it's you being called to do what God has set aside for you to do. Do you know that you are here not for what you are doing, but for why you are here? I hope you and I understand that. And while we are reflecting on his call on our lives, let it be not what we want to do, but why we are here. I would love for you to think about it this morning.
as I'm thinking about it. Pastor Louis, my pastor, a church that was born, had only one hand. Because a shark swallowed his hand when he was a young man. While he was in the bosom of the, of the, uh, the, the sea fighting with the shark, the shark cut two of the other fingers in the other hand. And he prayed and said, Lord, if you save me, I will serve you. Pastor Louis was able to swim outside and he was taken to the hospital which is, which, which is about 20 minutes away. And Pastor Louis survived. Gave his life to Christ. And led a lot of people not only to Christ but to the ministry. His life had a purpose. And I was able to be one of the officiants at his funeral in Atlanta, Georgia in 2018. Why are you here? me to pray with you. Lord, we come back again to you. This time is to to do like you have said to Moses to do. To remove our shoes. understand that we are standing on holy ground. The call has been given to us. Whether it's about our existence, our position, or our services, we've been going back and forth and doing things and, 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 and exhausting ourselves trying to do our best like mother but now we heard it this morning it's not about what we are doing it's about why we are pray this morning that we would be in submission to you and let you be 
the God of our lives. The one who makes a decision for us. Help us to align ourselves with your call, with the wise in our lives. So we can hear at the end. Amen. Good and faithful servants. We pray. In Jesus' name.